This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from iLikeYou.com. If you can, give us a follow or a subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at iLikeYou.com. Now, let's get started. I'm Tracy Koga with something short and fun. This is a Hugh soundbite. Welcome, Nikki Kennedy, to Hugh at Home. It is so nice to have you, and it's all about music. And you know, for the last, well, almost two years now, it's been crazy, especially for musicians like yourself. Uh, going virtual, no shows, uh, but chance to do an awful lot of writing. <laughs> Am I correct, Nikki? My goodness, yes. <laughs> Uh, and, but for yourself, though, your own personal journey, uh, born in New Zealand, and how did your family and you come to Canada? So, fun fact, my family is actually still in New Zealand. It's just me <laughs> here in Canada. Um, but uh, I came for college. So um, when I was 16, I got accepted into Randolph College in Toronto for performing arts. And I had a lot more courage, I think, probably as a teenager than I might have like now, but uh, I decided to go for it. And thankfully, I have a really supportive family who felt like I should take the opportunity and pursue my dreams. And yeah, so I moved to Canada by myself. (laughs) That's a big step. And why Canada? Why Toronto and that particular university? Um, So what I loved about that program was it was a condensed like full-time non-stop program so there were no breaks no summers off and it really like Mm. it appealed to that sense of like that's what life is like and that's what the industry is like and like let's just do it and like go full force also the program was uh balanced in terms of uh singing and performance and acting and dancing as well and i really felt like if i was going to have a career in the arts i needed a solid foundation of all three um, so it just felt right. And, uh, I have family, like, um, my grandfather was born in Canada. Uh, he passed a long time ago, but it, it enabled me to sort of like have that connection and really want to, to move here. So, oh, well, we are so fortunate to have you. So let's now talk about your music. Uh, you did a pretty intensive, uh, workshop with a one Ryan Tedder and maybe <laughs> some people might, uh, uh, think that name sounds familiar? Well, he just happens to be One Republic and like an international world-renowned producer. So let's talk a little bit about that whole experience. Yeah, so I think, you know, one of the beautiful things that came out of the pandemic was that every everybody in the music industry was looking at different ways to, to connect with people mm-hmm. and to make a living and all that kind of thing. And uh, I'm not sure, I can't speak for Ryan, but I'm not sure if that program would have happened if the pandemic hadn't happened. Um, but basically he did a monthly course 
and open it up to anyone in the world that wanted to spend 30 days of their life um, watching him work and then also uh, writing and producing three songs from start to finish. And I had had a year of pandemic writing, feeling a little bit sorry for myself and wanting to like break out of my own sort of habits and ruts and, you know, just like mm -hmm. try something new and, and challenge myself. So I figured, why not? This is my only opportunity to, to try and, you know, see how um, someone of Ryan's caliber works. And it was one of the best decisions I made. Really? Sure. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what is it like? because that's really pretty concentrated, 30 days and three songs yeah. from start to finish. Yeah, it was um, a lot. <laughs> yeah. What did you, what did you gain or, or now that you've done the workshops, does this make it easier to do the writing and to do the producing? Yeah, I think what's interesting is it's changed the way that I approach what I do. And I think the coolest thing about that program when it's moving so quickly and there's like deadlines and you're trying to keep up and you're trying to figure it all out is that you don't have that chance to uh, second guess yourself or get into like perfectionist mode or be overly critical of what you're doing because you just have to you just got to get it in so you just do it and then in your head the whole time you're like oh I can go back and finish this later or fix it later um, but I think there's something beautiful about not like to go with your gut on some of those creative choices mm -hmm. and I, to be honest, that song, the, from the demo I created back in January into the full production now, not a lot changed in terms of its uh, melody and, and lyric cool content. Oh. So I think that's kind of a really cool thing. And so now I'm, I'm not perfect, but I'm trying to not <laughs> censor myself and I'm trying to trust my own ears and judgment more and more yeah. as I create. I know. And I, and I think just getting your song out and the more you do it, then the less uh, being the perfectionist and no, 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 I got to keep it. You know, it's still, still, yeah. you know, not ready. Um, did Ryan get to critique at all? Not for me personally. So he would, he would choose like random um, people's work over the course of the 30 day program to mm -hmm. give feedback and things like that. But we were put into peer groups. So we actually were getting constant feedback from uh, people all around the world cool. at different stages in their career. Yeah, it was really awesome. A really, really, really cool experience. Well, let's hope that he does it or, you know, maybe maybe Drake or whoever might decide to do something like that. But Keep him coming. Yeah, I know. But it's such a wonderful opportunity for artists like you to really have some solid, uh, you know, uh, words of wisdom and, you know, just people with more experience and uh, yeah. so this new album and the new song fall back into you the story behind that so I love this because it's it's not it doesn't come out of a specific circumstance or situation uh, and I think a, a lot of my work in the past has been that it's been stories um, whereas this was the very first song I wrote in that class and the challenge was to start with a vibe and that's typically and traditionally not how I write music. <laughs> so I was like, what? I don't know. Um, but it's an interesting thing because we connect with music on like this physical and emotional level. Mm -hmm. And I think once I had the, the first four chords of the chorus and it set the tone, it was just like I could feel it. And I just kind of let it happen and let it flow from there. And just exploring like what what it looks like to to have that 
gut feeling and that reaction to something and how that makes us feel and then to have a story build from there I think is just a cool thing and I think it allows people to take what they need from it as well without me controlling the narrative and being too specific about an exact story that happened in my life. Mm-hmm. Well and that is yeah that, that can get away from you too exactly you know making us think exactly what you want us to think and even like the technical part of the song it was interesting um, you did soundscaping and kind of layering of your own vocals to make it sound like it's a huge chorus behind yeah. you. And I was thinking, <laughs> wow, that's really, you know, how smart, because how expensive would it be to get a full it 50, would be very 50 voice choir? I would love to it. say that I could do that, but I think that's, a, yeah, it was a little out of reach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm super lucky. I work with uh, Shane Stevenson of Listening Party Recordings, and I always say he's very good at taking all of my crazy ideas and my like wires that I just have in my brain and somehow making sense of that and bringing my vision to life he's awesome at doing that and this was one of those projects that we really got to explore what does it look like to take visual ideas Mm -hmm. and make them sonic and I think that's like part of the reason I love this song so much is because I just know the little details that went into it and and the images that went alongside it. And I think it's it's the first time that I've really allowed myself to pull in those uh, influences, especially like cross genre wise. Like I was saying this the other day, but like, for example, someone like Nine Inch Nails, <laughs> which is like not at all like a comparative artist in terms of what I, I do, but such a huge influence in that sort of layering and soundscaping and, and mm-hmm. that kind of idea. And I think it's, it's a wonderful thing to have somebody that believes in your vision and then that you also trust to to bring that to life oh yeah no doubt and you had mentioned before uh, the reason of going to um, Toronto at this particular university is that it it made you all round or full rounded so acting and dance how much has that kind of added to what you're doing now I think so. I spent a lot of my early years, like post graduation, working heavily in musical theater and things like that, and telling other people's stories. Um, I also worked in a lot of cover bands, and like I was always performing, but always embracing other people's stories and other people's work. And it's only been in the last few years that I've I guess, trusted that I have something to say and maybe people want to hear my music, like what I write. Um, and I think all of that training is, is, is sort of given me that, that you know, the whole idea of like all experience lead up to one moment in time. And like, that's kind of where I feel like I'm at right now. And even though, you know, especially virtually, it's not like I'm sitting dancing in front of my screen all the time, but it's like just all of those elements, I think, allow us to hear and feel and interpret things in different ways. And I like to think that that's something that's explored in my music or something that I at least think about in my music. And my last single was um, something that was like built out of a love for dancing in the living room (laughs) every night sort of thing, you know, like that feeling again, I always like talk about music, like it has having like either a physical, emotional or like mental reaction Mm -hmm. and either physical and emotional going hand in hand for me. It's like, I want to feel a song every time I, I um, listen to it. So I think, you know, 
having had that experience and really like connecting with what I can do as a performer, regardless mm -hmm. of how it's used, hopefully one day on stages around the world. But <laughs> right oh. now, at least I think it, it, it helps my approach to, to what I do. No, and yes, now we're in the world of virtual and music on Spotify and you know, the game has changed definitely, the business and getting yourself out there. It can be done on your own, but through an awful lot of work. Yeah. And, but I think deep down, I think for every artist, it's the live connection. Am I wrong? That is the best no, thing. No, I don't think you're wrong. Right. It is the best thing. It's hard to it's hard to beat. And I think the last well, yeah, like you said, I guess we're we're really hitting that eighteen month mark right now, um, which is kind of scary. But um, I think that's sort of been the challenge over the last little bit is is adapting to that and finding new ways to connect with community and and be able to share music and and give people that sense of comfort and, and what is a very strange time to be alive. Mm -hmm, no doubt. Well, Nikki, we love this, you know, short time to chat. And I know for sure that you will be traveling and touring. And again, please make a stop in Winnipeg <laughs> because we really <laughs> want to come out and see you live. But in the meantime, uh, you will leave us with a song, right? I will. Yeah, absolutely. So what will you play for us? I'm going to I'm going to perform for you my latest single Fall Back Into You. Yay. Why don't you say what's on your mind? Just give me one Just breathe. 
Listening. This has been a production of iLikeQ.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on blasttheradio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's blasttheradio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter. I'm Sarah Burke, and I host the Women in Media podcast, where I'm exploring the challenges women face in the media spotlight and celebrating our triumphs. My guests come from radio, TV, news, and sports, and we'll cover topics like leadership, diversity, stereotypes, and more. Most of all, I'm looking to build a community through a space where we can discuss anything. The Women in Media podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at womeninmedia.ca. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.